Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We continue on this train, like our name's Major Payne, in reference to the road to Mall, which leads here. We do a deeper dive. So listen, we've talked all season long. And, and don't get it twisted. We talk about our opponents. We talk about their pitching staff, what they do uh, at the plate. We talk it all. Tonight, I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a, a step back because what I do fear is that we have gotten to a position and situation where we just don't realize how good this LSU baseball team has been this year. They've had some struggles of late. I get it. I'm with you. I understand it. They're a really good baseball team. They are a really good baseball team, and you're three days away from going back out there and showing it again. For some of these guys, Trey Morgan, Cade Beloso, maybe Hayden Travinsky, Dylan Cruz, others, Braden Jobert potentially, this is your last ride. Call us Michael Jordan because this is our last ride. You probably could also call us Kim Kardashian we ain't going to do that kind of show tonight. We're not doing that kind of show tonight. As apparently my sister-in-law, uh, Megan's sister, twin sister, did you know the Kardashians are back? Pooh Bear, did you know the Kardashians were back? B- As Buster Rhymes, I believe, once said, booty, 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 booty is faking it everywhere. So nevertheless, we do have a good show in store for you, but we're going to take a deep dive more into the regional, but more into your team as well. I get it. They're still a really good team. We talked about our LSU Tigers here tonight and not worry. Got a little something-something. You're going to want to go to AYSSnetwork.com. Tomorrow morning, I'm dropping something in there. Just throwing that out there to you. But you also need to go to the shop. And as the baseball season kind of 
starts winding down, that transfer portal opens. Don't forget that Jay Johnson is also the portal king on campus. We'll throw some stuff in there this week as well. It's time to report. LSU football will be reporting tomorrow, June the 1st, as Brian Kelly is at SEC spring meetings. We touch on that as well. A lot is coming out of spring meetings as we dive into the SEC. I love this time of year. I've told you this the last four days straight. I love this time of year. Weather's starting to heat up a little bit. You got college baseball on the tube nonstop. Football is right around the corner. Uh, some key things, and I probably will go on a little bit of a rant about some of the things happening at the SEC. We talked about the eight or nine game schedule yesterday. We're going to expand on that, and some coaches speak, and Eli Drinkwitz makes a fool of himself, even though his brother makes a crap load of brother in law makes a crap load of money, as he tried to tell us. Does college baseball have an issue? Is this RPI an issue? I just want to throw some things out there. I see a lot of people out on Twitter complaining who really and truthfully don't have a solution, but they want to bitch and complain as they always do. We'll touch on that here tonight. Also, to round it out, uh, we will talk about Gruden. John Gruden back in the uh, in the in the fold here. Back in the NFL a little bit. What does it say about the Saints that John Gruden is working out his former quarterback and doing things with him at your facility? What does it say that you have an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach that seems like your quarterback kind of doesn't really like? We'll touch on that as well. All right. Let's get to a couple comments before we get rolling. Uh, People eat fake meat all the time says Pooh Bear, the producer. I can deal with a little fake. Never mind. Then everybody in here is saying, I'm on the carnivore diet, says Devin Stobb. Uh, uh, this old vet says, you better be careful, Pooh. Be careful. Joseph Ritchie says, that fake meat's going to put something on y'all dawn won't wash off. Huh? Did I read that wrong? What am I missing here? <laughs> what am I missing here? Ryan Williams from the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. He says, we owe the, owe, owe the beavers a beating. So what you're trying to tell me is you're trying to beat that beaver? Print the shirts. I want the shirts. Hashtag beat the beaver. <laughs> Hashtag beat the beaver. That's what I want to say. Somebody create me a shirt that says hashtag beat the beaver. I will sell those right now at market cost. Hashtag beat the beaver. <laughs> uh, Devin Stobb says Arby's got the real meats though, Blake. Yeah, yeah. This old vet says that sounds so nasty. Well, I mean, we're just talking about uh, 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 Oregon State here. Uh, George on Facebook says, bring in coach, maybe has some insight. Which coach? Talking about Jay? Delton Ducey says, LSU has a little hard on for the Beaver this weekend. I, I think that's been an issue for men since the early, early, early days of Adam and Eve. You know, I mean, Noah had to protect a couple Beavers as well. 
you know, they said that there were four beavers on the boat with Noah. <laughs> I'll let y'all uh, put two and two together in your biblical references. All right. Come on. Come on. Uh, Blake Doucette said, ask Blake, would you pitch Thatcher Hurt on Friday? Yes, I would. And see who next for Skeens or Floyd on Saturday. I would go Hurt, Skeens, and Floyd. That's how I would go. Because if you are – it doesn't really matter. If you win the game on Saturday uh, – win the game on Friday and you beat Tulane, you need to get that – you do not want to be in that loser's bracket. Now, it'd be good if you got schemes just in case Tulane finds a way to upset you. They aren't. I, they're not. But I would not let schemes go until Sunday. No, I would not. No, I would not. Or Saturday. Late Saturday. No, I would not. I would want to try to take it to him, get a 2-0 lead, and try to close it out with Ty Floyd on Saturday, Sunday, uh, whenever you get a chance. Uh, Joseph says, my boy with his 32-minute intro. Uh John, it's been nine minutes is what they call an open monologue. Come on, man. Come on. I just let people pile in here. Pause. Pause. All right, a couple more, then we'll get rolling. Uh, Blake says, about to go to Bucky's and put an LSU jersey on that beaver. Do it, man. Do it. Tame that beaver. Uh, Ryan says, two different species of beavers on the ark. It's true. Uh, Melissa says... I, I I can't say that or I'll get banned. Uh, Ryan also says, yes, species, not breed. Yeah, it's true. Very true. All right, let's get rolling. We got a lot to discuss here tonight uh, as SEC meetings are underway. And we got some, I want to, I, I see a lot of people freaking out on Twitter and social media, Facebook, especially just want to calm everybody down, man. You still have a really, really good team here that you need to, I mean, come on, come on. All right. So about our good friends, though, over at GM Varno and Sons and our good friends over at Bet Online. But before we do that, everybody do us a favor. By hitting the like and share, share to all of those social media groups. Share to all those social media pages. If you're listening to us on Facebook, you're one click away. Share to your own social media pages. Share to those groups. We appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, continuously gaining you as a subscriber. If you haven't subscribed already, 50% of you that watch all of our videos are not subscribed. Just do us a favor. Go down there below, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. If you're doing, uh, if you're listening to us on Twitter, hit the retweet. If you're listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts and or radio, tune in or XM radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Let's talk about our good friends though at BetOnline.ag and GM Varno and Sons. We return very quickly. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to discuss. Stay tuned. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.
Ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Bardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back. <laughs> Ryan says again, liked, shared, retweeted. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Absolutely. Spectrum Wellcare said the Beavers talking smack about facing Skeens. Well, you better worry about Sam Houston State before you worry about Paul Skeens, genius. Now, uh, we will have a special guest on Thursday that will be joining us uh, to talk just a little bit. Mark Garland uh, will be joining us on Thursday to talk some... Uh, Oregon State Beavers. We talked about them a lot last night. We can probably rehash a little bit of it again here tonight if they get to us. If we do wind up playing them, you never know. I think that you will, uh, but we will touch on that with him a lot on Thursday before we get to some of the games on Friday. But let me talk about this very quickly because I see this on social media all the time. Saw it over the last couple weeks. Saw it especially over the weekend and today. And, And let me preface this by saying Some of these things I agree with you. Over the last two weeks, LSU, baseball-wise, has had a little bit of a a, a snag. They're 500. I think you can go up, what are they, 7-7, and especially in SEC play. Look, I get it. I, I, I get it. I get why you're frustrated. But there is one thing that I do want to tell you that I think that we lost a little bit of sight of. You know, it, it you kind of forget these things because what you do in the beginning of the season, maybe you start off a little hot, maybe you hit a little bit of a rut, but sometimes you forget how good that you actually are. So when we talk about the hashtag road to Omaha and why I do believe it could lead through Baton Rouge is this reason. I know that your bullpen's been suspect, but you've seen over the last couple of weeks, one thing that you do know is that you can rely on some of these guys like Nate Ackenhausen, I think you can rely on. When Riley Cooper is focused, he can do some good things for you uh, as well. Gavin Guidry being potentially another guy that you want to get into that fold, you can do it. Now, are there there some things that you have to do to get there? Yeah, simple baseball at the plate for one. But we forget so many times how good you've been. Like we forget that Dylan Cruz is the SEC player of the year, hitting 420 with 15 home runs and 59 RBIs. Not only that, he just has generated a walk in every game that he's played this year. Dylan Cruz has 58 walks on the year. 58. You've played 58 games. He started and played in every one of them. True leader, true captain. Has he had some some minor issues at the plate? Okay. Most people do. Most people do. You know, there was a guy by the name of Aaron Judge last year who was on a record or on a way and on a path to hitting over 60 home runs. You think he didn't hit slumps during that? Because I promise you, as a guy who's a Yankees fan and watches a lot of Yankee games, there were multiple times throughout that season that he did. 
You forget about Tommy Tanks. Probably the best transfer portal baseball player of all time. No, it's only been like two years, but you get what I'm saying. Right now, he's arguably the best. Hitting 387 with 20 home runs, 91 RBIs. If you get about guys like K. Beloso hitting over 320, double-digit home runs. You know, I could go down that list, but as I continue to sit here, any given night, any given day, when you play LSU, you face this. A guy with 15 homers, 20 homers, 11 homers, 7 homers, 10 home runs, 4 home runs. By the way, that's Hayden Travinsky, who was out halfway through the year, and he's only played in 31 games. He's only started 15, guys. And he's killing the baseball. He's hitting 426. You forget about Gavin Duga with 13 home runs. Maybe you having an early exit in Omaha helps a guy like that out drastically. You forget about Jordan Thompson and Everything that he's done all year. Well, well, Blake, he, you know, he's had his moments. And sure, everybody on this team has. He still has double-digit home runs. Any given night, in any given moment, this team offensively can just do wonders, man. And I think that we've lost sight of that. And I know the last part of the back half of the season has not been great. But you have the talent to go all the way. Now, the question will continue to be, do you have the bullpen? I don't know. That I don't know. Because you will probably ultimately need innings from guys like Blake Money and Christian Little, who quite honestly at at times in their careers, you cannot rely on them. But I do think it's a little naive to think that LSU can't go out there in the road to Omaha – and get past this regional, get past the Supers, and make it to to Nebraska. You do have favorable matchups on your side. But it does kind of irk my nerves a little bit to see people, like, really trashing this team. There's no way you can win a regional. There's no way you can win a Super. Says who? Guys, quite honestly... In a slump or not, and I know baseball is a game of being hot or being or not being hot. You in this LSU and even Kentucky regional bracket, you are by far head and shoulders the best team talent wise. Can you put it all together? There's not a team, not West Virginia, not Kentucky, not Sam Houston, not Oregon State, not Tulane for crying out loud, is more talented than you are. Can you get on a little bit of a run? Can you be on a little bit of a run? Because truth be told, even if you made it to Omaha, the side of the bracket that you are on, you could probably win a couple games there too because of the talent that you possess. Got to find ways to put it together. Are you going to have some struggles in the regionals and supers? Yeah, teams are really good. Teams are really stinking good at this point. And at this point of the season, no school. Teams are fighting for a national championship. This is not going to be a cakewalk. But the number one thing that you that I've not seen anyone talk about, at least over the last week, you are still. One of, if not the most talented team in the country. If and when you put it together, teams are going to be scared of you. You know, I talked to a coach 
today, an assistant coach today. And he's been around and in the SEC. He's out of the SEC currently. And he does a lot of consulting for a lot of teams. He's been a buddy of mine for a long time. I'm 33 years old. I've known this guy for over 20 years. But he talks to every SEC head coach. He talks to a lot of baseball coaches in the country. You know what he told me today? He said, Blake, I know that LSU has had their moments this year, later parts of the season when you had to figure out parts of the bullpen. But you know what? One thing that I do love about this team is that if they do find a way to be a cohesive unit and they start hitting the way that they were doing in early March when they run-ruled Arkansas, this team's going to be scary. And I think that they can get there. He said that he's talked to every SEC team, in the, every coach in the SEC. And the one thing that they say is there's not a better one-two punch in the country, which this isn't anything new here, but Dylan Cruz and Tommy Tanks. Oh, and by the way, Hayne Travinsky's right there in the order too, and you can't get away from this team when it comes to if you make a mistake, they will make you pay. Got to have a little faith. Got to pack out the box and help these guys get to Omaha. This is where Jay makes his money. It's not what you do in the regular season. You know, Jay didn't win the SEC tournament. He hasn't won the SEC since he's been here. But as we saw with Kim Mulkey, and I'm just going to throw this out here, in episode 707, Kim Mulkey did not win the SEC either, and it was easier for her to win a national title than to beat South Carolina and win the SEC. Y'all saw that mosquito? It's that time of year, man. It's that time of year. And by the way, before we get to a couple comments, my son Benjamin, I see, I hear him hovering around the studio here. He has a Nerf gun. And at some point in this show, I, I do feel he's going to open that door. But what he does not know is daddy also has a Nerf gun. You know what this gun, this little Nerf gun reminds me of? You know what I call myself? I call myself a Will Smith for Men in Black. And remember, they call it the cricket. I call this the cricket. <laughs> Doesn't it look like the cricket from Men in Black? I get it. Back to the point, I get it. You got to hit with runners in scoring position. If you think Jay and this team doesn't know that, you're crazy. You're crazy. Get to a couple comments. Justin Owens, speaking of coaches, what's up, my man? Says Hayden is the lost dangerous guy or, or most dangerous guy in our lineup right now. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, look, you have two dudes in this lineup with over 15 starts or 31 games. So two guys that have played half the season and been in, in crucial spots, two of them are hitting over 400. And you have Tommy Tanks hitting over 387. I'm if you can put it together, if you can put it together, you you're guys, there's there's no question here. There's no question whatsoever. You are the most talented team in your regional. You will be the most talented team in your super regional. There's no doubt about it. Bullpen and starting pitching combined with that. It doesn't matter. You have to go out there and impose your will on a team. And we forget that all the times. But again, Tanks 20 home runs. Cruz 15. Beloso in double digits. Trey Morgan with seven hitting 308. And a guy that we, we don't talk about a lot is Brayden Joe Bear. Guys, last year, Brayden Joe Bear, I know that he had 18 home runs. And, 
you, you kind of want to generate some more of that power for him. He's hitting 50, 50 points better this year. He ended the season hitting below 250, like 248, if I'm not mistaken. 248. He's at 300, 306 right now. That guy's really done a lot of good things. We talk about Travinsky. Gavin Dugas has been hurt. Does some rest for Gavin Dugas help him? Because God bless it, here's the truth. We talk about Dylan Cruz slumping, right? We talk about the, the, the slump for Dylan Cruz. Dugas is in a little, in a little bit of one, too. He's, he, he's went down 40 points on, over the last month, but he's also been hurt. But I will tell you, you notice how good the team was when Gavin Dugas was doing really well? The team goes when he goes. If he can find his way back into that leadoff spot and he can get some timely hits, you are dangerous. Because you can't... Boy, that thing almost got snuck. You can't miss with those top three. But I don't think that you are uh, going to find out or find a situation where Dylan Cruz didn't hit first. Maybe I'm wrong there. Wade McBride says it's on it's on turf war. Yeah, man. I got my cricket right here. Cock locked. Ready to rock. <laughs> I feel like I have a pause coming in my in my uh near future. Charlie Vitor says, I remember when Bama smashed LSU by 20, then LSU smashed them to win a net. It's true. Baseball doesn't change that much. Will Fortenberry says, only team close to LSU talent-wise is Florida. I can agree with that. But we won't see them to Omaha. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Jordan Haydad says, uh, did we find out why Tommy Tank set? Look, I, we talked about this last night. We talked, oh, is this 708? What did I say, 707? Um, we talked about this last night. I, I don't think that it's my place to tell you what happened. Jay said he's going to be here this weekend. He's going to be here this weekend. If he's hurt, he's hurt. Okay, sounds good. You heard Jay's comments. You don't need me to, I mean, what do you need me to comment on? You heard what he said. Your team had runners in the scoring position with a base hit from Tommy Tanks, you would have won. Didn't play. He's a different dude, man. He's a different cat. He doesn't. Tommy Tanks does not move at the beat at anyone else's drum other than Tommy Tanks. And that's not a bad thing. A lot of superstars are that way. Hey, man. You, you don't think Michael Jordan was that way? You don't think LeBron was that way? You don't think Jimmy Buckets is that way? By the way, who's a superstar, I might add, in my opinion. You don't think that they they beat to their own drum? I mean, you got Michael punching Steve Kerr in, the, in, in, in his jugular. Come on, man. Come on. Justin Owen says, Tulane will win it all. Man, drugs are a hell of a thing, aren't they? Drugs are a hell of a thing. Uh, Justin Owen says, Joe Bear uh, get a, got a lot of hate. Was great replacement at third and can play right field. People won't find a reason to hate him. And, you know, the tension, because we don't talk about, um, we don't talk about it all. Uh, how big of strides since Jay's taken over the defensive duties in the infield, how much better they've been there. You haven't seen a lot of mistakes and, and issues with 
Hayden Travinsky behind the plate. I mean, Braden Joe Bear had that one issue at Kentucky, and that stinks. But you responded, he responded, and, and did well. And he's been in and out of the lineup uh, as well. Let's do this because we do have a lot to talk about uh, here tonight. I want to transition to a little bit of mosquitoes, man. Uh-oh. Yes. You better not open that door. <laughs> I do need we do man, this damn mosquito is bothering the hell out of me. Uh Justin says hashtag ask Blake to back up what you're saying about Tommy Tanks every time anyone on our team they do the Tommy Tanks arms crossed. Yeah, I mean Tommy is he goes to the own beat of his own drum. He does not care what anybody else thinks of him. And I envy that with him. I envy that. I wish sometimes I didn't care either. And, and he really doesn't. Let me transition this because tomorrow or this week, this week, um, LSU football will report. Now, we're going to transition into some SEC spring meeting uh, talk here uh, in just a moment. But I do want to talk about this. Guys, this is when you start making your national title run. It's not week one. It's not week five, week six. This week is when LSU will start on their title run. They've already somewhat started on it. But now everybody's here. Lunsford is here. Deuce Chestnut will be back. Mason Smith will be back. Now is your time to get rolling. Now is the time to get rolling. This will be ultimately the thing that we will see, you know, because we always do our, our, our summer updates. We have some guys on. We have some guys that we, we've signed some deals with. We'll get them on as well uh, here eventually. But every year when it comes to football, we talk about teams getting getting to the national title, what it takes. It starts this week. Can you refine a replacement in inside or on the inside of your offensive line with Mason Lunsford? What does uh, Lance Hurd look like? Can he play right tackle and Emory Jones kick in? What has the progression been like for both of those bookends or those tackles that were freshmen just a year ago? What has been the transition that we've seen with your quarterback and Jaden Daniels? All of that starts now. Now, what I can tell you and what I can, I guess, quote-unquote report. Now, you've seen all this stuff that we've put on there. Uh, we, we've put it on social media, seeing guys like Kyle Parker and Greg Brooks working out and getting ready for the summer. I'm telling you this as God is my witness. They know what they have in front of them. Doesn't mean that they won't fall short. Doesn't mean that they won't just go out there and actually do it and pull it off and win a national title either. But what I will tell you is – this team is focused and locked in. Now, they will report to strength and conditioning this week. And one thing that I want to hear is guys progressing. You, you've already seen it in the way that they look, right? Like we get back out there for spring, Jane Daniels has put on a good, healthy, at, at minimum, 10 pounds of muscle. A at minimum, you can tell. 
You can tell with Will Campbell and Emory Jones losing some of that baby fat, getting a little bit stronger in that weight room. You can really see it with a guy like Quincy Wiggins. And uh, really in where you notice it the most outside of Jane Daniels with a guy like Harold Perkins. You had a lack of depth last year. You saw it. You know it. But now you've replenished some of that depth. You've gotten some defensive line depth that if you want to go a little hurry up, you can. The one thing that we have not mentioned is the philosophy around LSU and what they want to do offensively. Jane Daniels wants to go fast. It's just the way that he wants to do things offensively. I don't think Brian Kelly has a problem with that. But last year, the times that you went hurry up, it hurt you, it hurt you defensively a lot. Times where you had to go hurry up in Florida State, Tennessee, Texas A&M. Remember those games? They were all three losses. But now you have that replenishment on both lines of scrimmage, and you got to give Brian Kelly a lot of credit to that. you got to give him a lot of credit to that. But if anybody will tell you the national title when it starts or your run, it's never going to be week one. It starts this week. It starts this week. <clears throat> what what will our guy Chris Hilton look like? You saw them getting him involved early and often in the spring game. Kyron Lacey has made some strides. Look what he looked like in LSU and Brian Kelly really pushing how good Kyron Lacey has been. Do you have question marks? Absolutely you do. The chemistry, the team leadership, everything that you want to accomplish starts this week. All right, let's do this. I want to talk about the SEC spring meetings. We had a lot come out of there today, and normally we don't talk about it at great length. We don't normally talk about it at great length. But Brian Kelly met with Paul Feinbaum, and he was asked a lot of questions. So we're going to get to that. So let's do this. Uh, let's talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm and our good friend, our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. Don't go anywhere. Brian Kelly kind of sounds off a little bit. We respond to it. Stay with us. We're back next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, uh, well. real estate deals, yeah, and regain yeah. that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. 
It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. So as we've mentioned, the SEC spring meetings are underway, and Brian Kelly and LSU Athletic Director Scott Woodward uh, met with Paul Feinbaum today. It's kind of a ritual. The SEC Network obviously sends the bald man down to 38, down to Destin, to talk about a lot of the things that coaches and ADs will discuss about the eight and nine game schedule. We gave our thoughts about that last night. We have a clip up on our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, go check it. I gave you my thoughts uh, on that. I gave you my thoughts on why I believe you're going to go to eight games and why it makes sense. And, and look, Scott Woodward, today, your athletic director, brought up the ultimate point of what we talked about last night. Damn near almost word for word. There are just some teams in the SEC that know that they're not going to get to the level of LSU, Alabama, Georgia. They know that. I think Kentucky knows that. I think Missouri knows that. I know Texas A&M won't admit it, but I think they ultimately know that and want to be bowl eligible. The reason that they want to stay at the eight-game stretch of SEC conference games, it's it's because it's not created equally. Now, I'm not going to rehash all of that here tonight. We did that last night. Go check out that clip, like I said, on YouTube. But it answers the question. Now, what is the SEC going to do? Is it going to be three and five? Is it going to be one and seven? I could care less. I could honestly care less what you do. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. And you know what else makes me feel really good about this? Is, man, for what it's worth... Brian Kelly kind of has that mentality, too. I don't really care. You know, everybody's trying to, and all these stupid media members are continuing to try to get him to talk about Alabama. Coach, do you want to play Alabama? How many times is he going to get asked that question? And it's mainly from national guys. They're trying to get their views and their clicks. You know how they work. You know how they operate. And he says, yeah, cool. I want to play Alabama. I don't care who we play. I doesn't matter who we have to play to get to the ultimate goal of being a national title. But something that's really interesting, to start off here with LSU and Brian Kelly that he mentioned, I, I think for me is him saying, and, and kind of taking a step back, he seems so relaxed talking to Paul Feinbaum today and, and just basically saying, I already knew what the SEC was. I, I knew what I was getting myself into. We had to change a lot of things. We had to change the way guys practice. You've heard what he said. We had to teach him how to graduate champions. All of these things. You know what one thing Brian Kelly mentioned today that I absolutely adore and love and what he said? Now we know our plan of attack. Now, we're ha- know we're, now we know how we're going after it. I, I love that. The, you know when he – it's different. It's not coach speak with him, right? Like we would come out here with the orange rod and we'd say, oh, well, this is what Coach O said. Do you really believe him? Do, you know, is he just saying that? It was fluff. No real meaning behind it. Brian Kelly, you know that it's real. You know that they have the preparation with Coach Flint and the strength and conditioning like we talked about coming into the summer as the guys report. You know that you have both coordinators returning. There's a lot of chemistry there. You've gotten key pieces out of the portal. You got your starting quarterback back. A lot of people believe that you can win the West again. I'm one of those people. 
I like that he goes into that meeting along with your AD, and they are lockstep and key, and they have the same vision. You want to go to nine conference games? We don't care. And LSU historically hasn't cared. You know, you can go back to 2011 when LSU in the same season played West Virginia on the road and then would also play Oregon at a neutral site game, which I don't care what you tell me. Again, a neutral site game is on the road. Then they'd go on, play Alabama, win 9-6. to six. You know how it all ended. LSU has never been scared to pack up the bus and pack up an 18-wheeler and head wherever and play teams. They're not scared. You know, it's like the, the rap song came out. If you're my age, 33, and you would listen to on Madden, uh, outside of the club and you think I was drunk, we ain't never scared. That's literally, you could play that at LSU football lobs 24-7 and it rains true. It 1,000% rains true at any given moment. I like that he said that. Here's the problem, though, that I have with the conference. The problem that I have with the conference is things that I see like Eli Drinkwitz. You know, and to Eli Drinkwitz's point, and I, I love that from him, is he said, look, my, my words were taken out of context today when I said that, you know, my brother is a pediatrician. If you hadn't seen this, the, the head coach of Missouri, Eli Drinkwood, said, well, hey, my brother's a pediatrician, and there's guys playing football right now through NIL that are making more than my brother-in-law, who is a doctor and saves lives. Well, number one, most pediatricians don't save lives necessarily. Now, they diagnose things and give medication and stuff like that. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. It's not like you bring your kid to an emergency room and your pediatrician's there. I think you get where I'm coming from if you have children. Then he had to come out and say, no, that's not what I really said, yada, yada, yada. You know what coaches you aren't seeing talk about NIL at a high clip? Where's Kirby at with it? Where's Brian Kelly at with it? Where's Josh Heupel? Now, I know that Saban has had his his quarrels with coaches, <laughs> Jimbo. And Lane Kiffin came out today and took another shot at Jimbo Fisher. The teams that are winning don't really have, to have a lot to say. Ohio State, really not anything to say. Michigan, you don't really ever hear anything about John Harbaugh. Clemson take, took a step back. And Dabo wants name, image, and likeness to be about Jesus, which I don't necessarily blame him, but I think it's a time and place for him to do that. The SEC, with this expansion, there's a lot of in-house bickering. You know, it's like, the, it's like when you get older and you have a lot of siblings. Now, I am one of four, and I am the youngest. And I will tell you, there's a lot of bickering that goes on. You know, it wasn't until me and my brother got much older and more mature where, yeah, we might fight a little bit. We might argue and disagree, but not really. But 10 years ago, we used to argue and bicker about things all the time. It's what the SEC is. They are a family that constantly bickers. We want to say at eight games because we want to be bowl eligible. Is there really even an advantage or disadvantage? ESPN's not paying you any more money. Oh, you didn't know that? By the way, ESPN's not paying the SEC any more money 
for eight or nine conference games. And here's the truth, nor should they. <laughs> you just got paid $50 million, $60 million, and in this new deal, $55, $60, some people report that you can make $75 million off this new TV deal with ESPN. What does it matter? What does it, what does it matter? Damn mosquito. Play eight, play nine, doesn't matter. Because champions don't care. You know how I know that? Because Kirby Smart came out himself and, and said that exact thing. Eight games, nine games, I don't really give a damn. It's like that meme of, you know, it's like, you know, they have all these words and they rhyme and at the end it's like, I don't care. It's Kirby. Why he's got a cigarette in his hat, a cigarette in his hat while he's getting a bowl cut. He does not care one bit of what teams he's got to play because he's lockstep and focused and locked in. Play eight games, play nine games doesn't really matter. I'm going to get that bastard before the show's done. I'm going to get that bastard before the show's done. I promise you. But in reference to... I'm going to get that bastard before the show's done. I promise you. (laughs) There goes our YouTube. We have the echo. But I promise you, not only that Mosquito teams that win and, and know that they have good teams, they're not bickering. Teams that know that they're not behind in NIL and and don't have anything to worry about. And NIL, they're not bickering. Uh, Jordan, I, I don't get your question, bud. I don't get your question. BK said that he won in nine conference games. He doesn't really care. Why would he care? He said he came here to play the best and beat the best. That takes nine conference games sounds good. And look, let's let's get this understood here, okay? And, and not really to rehash this. The reason that the SEC does not want to go to nine conference games is for two main reasons. Number one, you have an expanded playoff next year. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but we read it line for line so many years ago on this very show. When LSU made the playoff, they grossed 60 extra million dollars from that, from being in the playoff. How much money do you think is going to be in here now in these TV deals? Grossed. I don't care what the net number is. You didn't pay $60 million that you weren't expecting. And number two, it is about bowl eligibility because teams do get brand recognition and can recruit better if you say, I'm in the SEC and have 10 wins. They want their four rent-a-wins or, to, for some places, their three rent-a-wins. That's what they want. If that's what they want, man, I don't know why you're complaining. I want to see better football. You do see really good football. You see the best football in the country. I promise you, I promise you, if you're a Big Ten fan, you don't want to watch Iowa and Nebraska battle it out. The battle of the corn cob, right? Like the battle of who can sit on the corn cob the longest. That's what a game at Nebraska looks like when the Iowa Hawkeyes go in there. Do you understand how boring the football it is? And they consider both of those teams middle of the pack. They're dookie water. 
They're Bourbon Street dumpster juice. They're not good. I would much rather see LSU play Florida State, USC, UCLA, than watch us have to play Iowa in the regular season. Guys, they had multiple times that they could barely pass the 50-yard line and a half. You remember what happened to you in 2011 and you only passed the 50-yard line once? Imagine that being the entire damn season and nobody getting fired. Nobody got fired. He didn't even fire his own son. Which, to be honest with you, neither would I. I wouldn't fire my son. Are you stupid? Do you understand who his mother is? <laughs> I got to sleep with her every night. Are you a damn Rudy Poo? Here's one thing I want to get to, though. Here's one thing. <laughs> Here's one thing I do want to get to. I'm a little tired, though. Like, every time you get in front of Lane Kiffin, you remember when Lane Kiffin had those Halloween jokes about Jimbo, I think was it, dressing up as a clown uh, for Halloween during the year? And then today, Lane Kiffin took a shot at Jimbo Fisher again. Now, I'm not an A&M fan. You saw my interactions with Billy Lucci this past week. I don't like A&M at all. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to say what's right is what what's right. He had more comments about Jimbo Fisher today. Dude, it's done with. That recruiting class that they had a couple of years ago, they didn't have it again. And Lane, if we're being real, I don't think you want people knowing what you're doing when it comes to NIL and getting recruits to come to Ole Miss. You are deflecting on Jimbo saying, look what Jimbo's doing over here. Meanwhile, I just want to let the Ole Miss Rebel fan base know, I don't know if you know this or not, but Lane, Cliff, Lane Kiffin's out there slinging stuff just as much as any other coach. He out there slinging like his name's Jesse Pinkman. He's out there slinging like his name's Red Fox from American Gangster. Don't tell me that Lane Kiffin is innocent in all of this. Guys, let me tell you, let me tell you something. There are times where I, I do wonder how I got myself into all of this. Right? Like, and then you talk to recruits. You start a message board. You talk to recruits all, all week. They give you exclusives. They tell you what's going on in their recruitment. You get close to some of them. They also tell you what the head coaches are doing or not doing. Lane, you're not innocent. Stop talking crap about another SEC head coach. Stop making this about you. And you saw he posted today, I think, something to the nature of he took a selfie with, with Kirby Smart and said, just trying to convince the man that to keep a spot open for me just in case bad things happen. I get he's a troll. But don't flat out lie and try to get in more crap that the SEC and, and really Ole Miss doesn't need. 
dude is a class-lined troll, man. Class-lined troll. I don't get it. I, I really, really don't get it. All right, let's get to some comments. Let's get to some comments. Tick on you on YouTube says L M A O. True. True, true, true. Uh Edward O says, Hey ball. Ain't you from the three three seven? We don't dust. I am not from the three three seven. I am not from the three three seven. Uh Kreff on YouTube says Dookie Water, LOL. Yeah. Red Fox was also poo. If you go and look at American Gangster, he that's what he called. Remember the remember the girl that had the red thing? He called her Red Fox. Go if you rewatch the movie. Now I don't know if that's his name or not. Uh, Penn says, Penn Jones says, Blake, I actually think it started as soon as the off-season started. What's that? All of uh, Lane Kiffin's shenanigans? I I just don't get it, man. Right? Like, I I, I really just don't get it. I I really, really, really don't. It kind of baffles me sometimes. It kind of baffles me sometimes. Like, I just don't understand what the logic is behind all of this. Like, why you're saying some of the things that you're saying. You know, Lane Kiffin, this was his exact words. When someone says NIL has nothing to do with why a kid signs with another place and they sign with the best class in history of recruiting, I struggle with that statement. Well, Lane, you're doing it too. All of these coaches have comments on NIL. Every one of them. Kids shouldn't get paid. Meanwhile, they're out there slanging. Slang, slang that thing. And I'm not talking about, you know, escorting. Come on, don't, don't, don't do that, man. Don't do that. Uh, David says, can you run rule in the regional or super regional? Great question. Great question. I feel like you can. Run rule NCAA baseball ter- regional. I feel like you can. Yeah, 10-run rule. Uh, it says it's by conference. Let's see. Is there a run rule in college baseball regionals? NCAA baseball mercy rule 2023 means the game will stop after one team is ahead at uh, at least 10 runs in the seventh inning. That's on April 19th, 2023. Uh, Ed sends us $5 for your super chat. Thank you so much, Ed for that uh but I, I clay phillips here says no and i trust clay phillips but clay i just googled this and this is from the ncaa ncaa 27 or 279 10 run rule says the ncaa baseball mercy rule in 2023 means the game will stop after that the rule this rule takes place in ncaa college level baseball and yada 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 so i don't i do not know if Clay says no, uh, then no. Uh, Paul's hub would know too. He says in years past it is no. Okay, there you go. There you go. 
Justin Owens says Ole Miss don't have that oil money. No, they don't. But again, like I try to tell all of you, let me let me ask some of you a question right now. Let, let's just throw this out there. Okay? Let's throw this out there. Remember when it was reported that that Texas A&M class was going to make approximately $75,000 per semester. Remember that? Like, that was the going rate for recruits. $75,000 per semester. $75,000 for once, $75,000 for another. So a total of $150,000 a year. If you completed the entire year, you couldn't go in the portal, any of that stuff. Long story short, we saw a, 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 a mass exodus at Texas A&M. They, at times, were leading the transfer portal until Dion got to Colorado. Now, obviously, Dion leads that charge, but for a completely different reason. So you're trying to convince me. Now, I don't know how much money any of you make. Okay? I don't know if you make over $100,000 a year. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe it's a household income you do. I don't know. But one thing you're going to know for sure, if you're averaging as a college student over eight grand a month like it was reported, you're not going anywhere. So when you have guys like Lane Kiffin out here spitting their gum saying, you're paying this kid this, they're paying this kid that, well, then why did all the kids that were getting paid that leaving? I promise you this, no kid is going to go into the portal who is making $150,000 a year. I promise you that when they're not going to, when they're going to make zero somewhere else. Don't be naive, man. Now, did Jimbo and the, in their NIL collective pay kids and promise to pay kids? Absolutely. They did. And they still are. Good on them. I don't care because LSU's doing it. What do I care? But no kids walking away from 10 grand a month. They're just not going to do it. At some point, you got to use your noggin. Okay? Justin Owen says, please talk about Sanders in Colorado. What specifically... Should I um, talk about with him? Look, I mean, I saw his son over the weekend committed with Shiloh, and I'm not talking about the dog that used to have his own movies. Um, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, I think they're going to struggle. I think that that I I still believe because of how bad the Pac-12 is. They can win six games. A lot of people tell me I'm crazy. But if he wins five games, six games, he's done a really big job there. I think that he's with with his antics, he's got to win now. Right? Like there's no – you can't replace your entire roster and say, oh, well, this is somebody else's players. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. All right. Let me end on this note before we get out of here. Um, it's been reported that this week – um, did we just get some news? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. 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 
Uh, it was reported over this past week, I don't know if you saw this, that uh, Derek Carr has his old head coach from Las Vegas in the Saints facilities with him. Now, you know how this goes. Usually when we talk Saints, a lot of people don't like it. They get mad at me. Oh, Blake, you're just a hater. You don't know anything about New Orleans. You're not from the city. If you missed it, John Gruden's in the, been in the building. He's been working out with Derek Carr. When I saw that, here was my first question, and really my only question. Why in the world is John Gruden in the building when you have what's supposed to be a quarterback's coach, what's supposed to be a good offensive coordinator, and Pete Carmichael, why isn't he doing things with Derek Carr? Why does Derek Carr feel the need to go out there and talk to John Gruden and bring him into the Saints facilities if Pete Carmichael and you have faith in him that he will be a good OC. Here's why you do it. He's not. He's not. What should I be thinking as a fan and a season ticket holder that that Derek Carr has not been in the facilities more than two months of time together with his teammates and being around Pete Carmichael, that this dude really is calling John Gruden to come and help him out? Why? Why? Like, I, I, are you trying to sell me on John Gruden is actually any better than Pete Carmichael. Now, offensively, as a play caller, maybe he is. Now, he said some really horrible things. But that man's back in your building, and you're not going over the offensive play calling with your OC. You're not telling your OC what you like. What What's going on here? Now, let me tell you what's going to happen. Happens every time I talk about the Saints. Somebody's going to clip this. They're going to send it to one of the media people that covers the Saints and be like, did you see this? And then they'll attack, and then they'll call me names. It happens every time. I don't really care at this point. I've kind of gotten numb to it. But let me ask you this question. What would you do if... Huh. What would you do... If Ed Orsron walked through that door and Brian Kelly and he started coaching D-line defense after the last two years he had, now maybe that's a little bit different. Well, let me ask you this question. What would you do if, if Joe Brady walked through that door and is coaching quarterbacks? Would you have a lot of faith in Joe Sloan? Now that's not going to happen because Joe Sloan obviously we saw helped and the progression with Jane Daniels and especially Garrett Nussmeyer. Two dudes that you don't really care if either one of them start at this point. Now with the experience you've seen and now the success that you've seen really doesn't matter. It's not a good look that you have John Gruden in that building. Like it, love it, or hate it, John Gruden being in that building is a horrible sign and fake that I have that Pete Carmichael, like, I, I don't know if I trust Pete Carmichael to color inside the lines. 
Like if he went to Cracker Barrel, and you and if you have kids, you know this. If Pete Carmichael went to Cracker Barrel, and you know those little coloring things you get, uh, your kids can color in. I could give one of those, give one of those to Pete Carmichael and says, "Hey Pete, color in between the lines." I have no faith that that man can color in between the lines, because he surely can't call plays in between lines. That's for damn sure. This man's got an all-Madden playbook. He's calling somebody else's offense, and it's not his, guys. Y'all know it's a bad look. I know it's a bad look, but nobody on that beat is reporting that. You really don't have a problem with that? Come on, man. Come on. Couple more before we get out of here. Sloan is way better than Brady as far as a QB's coach. I agree with that, but what would you do if they brought in somebody else to consult with their quarterbacks? It doesn't matter who it is. It does not matter at all. Oh Lord, what did it oh say now? Uh Puth told him Gruden said in those emails was vile. That's true. And had no place in the NFL. Well, not only did it not have any place in the NFL, it didn't. It doesn't have any place in life, right? Like, I mean, some of those things you just can't say. Like, is that your day-to-day vernacular? Ed O, dude is basically an analyst. You don't bring in an analyst like John Gruden to physically work out with your quarterback if you have faith in your OC, who is supposed to be an offensive wizard. Horrible take. You mean to tell me that there's nothing going on there? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, dude. I know that you're trying to be... I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but a guy that lost his reputation and his career is... Let me, let me put it like this. Everything in today's climate, let's get a little bit into this, and I'll, and I'll end it here. With everything today, with everything going on in today's climate, right, wrong, or indifferent, and some of the things that John Gruden said, he can't take back. I know that he probably wishes he can, but he can't. The New Orleans Saints' option to help their new quarterback that they signed was bringing in that guy who, if you, I mean, you mean to tell me the way that the NFL is to, in, in today's day and age that people aren't going to be like, what are they doing? What are they doing? It's not a good look, man. It's not a good look. He says, anything to make Carr better, I'm down for. He did his time. Does he need a life sentence? I'm not, Ed, this is what some of, which, by the way, I know some of you were in that group a couple of last week ripping on me because somebody called out my son. I don't think that you know that, but the guy that went in that little chat with you was talking shit about my son. You do know that, right? I mean, not literally, but you don't bring up my kids. The point that, I'm trying to make here with you, okay, is it's not a good look for the Saints, not from anything political. 
even if you take the like we talked about for five, ten minutes before we just got on this part, even if it has nothing to do with any kind of social aspects, none. If you go simply on the field, y'all know good and damn well that if this were LSU, it would be a bigger deal, and it should be. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. I agree with you. Not a life sentence. People need second chances. I understand that. But if you just go from a straight analysis point, that's the guy that you have to work at, you have to get with him to work out. You know who well you know who else really knows that that playbook inside and out? Where's Drew Brees at? Drew showed that he wanted to coach. Look what he look what he did with Purdue. All right. Didn't know that was going to end there. Probably should have known. Probably should have known. See y'all tomorrow, knuckleheads. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.